Oh no, but my girlfriend has a whole set of jokes about, or Jen has a bunch of jokes how she's like, if you live back in like fictional medieval times, you'd be that guy who's like, yeah, I've killed like 13 dragons. And I am pissed about it. Why? I don't want to be killing dragons. I just roll into town with a sword, and they're like, Hey, you want to go kill a dragon? And I'm like, well, I am broke and need a place to stay. Fuck it, why not? Ugh. Again. <laughs> Another dragon going to die. Yeah, like you're the guy that shows up, and you're like, you're not cocky, you're not like brave, you're just like, oh, I have to do this again. <laughs> Prejudice monotonous day job of, of dragon slaughter. Yeah, no, it's um when I was playing The Witcher that you could you could play like sarcastic, um, disenfranchised with monsters version of um Geralt. At least in one mm-hmm. and two, they kind of toned that back in three. But you could be like, Oh, we have to go kill these harpies. Ugh Harpies. <laughs> Are they dangerous? No, I just don't like dealing with them. Yep. Like the first the one, Binding they, of Isaac, I've got enemies like that. Yeah, the first one you could really play Geralt, where just it was, ah, uh, it's like, what have you done? I killed a cockatrice. Isn't that really hard? I guess I've killed like four of them. After the second one, it's kind of just like going through the motions. Mm-hmm. You show up, yep. you stab it to death, and you leave. It's a thirty-foot-tall <laughs> chicken. It doesn't taste like chicken when you cook it. Learn that the hard way. <laughs> it's gamier. Yeah. Oh, I know. It's, if I could go, if I could go and make up like a fictional profession, I'd want to be like disenfranchised modern wizard who's like, I could use magic, or I could just use a gun to kill you. Mm-hmm. Or I'd want to be like modern day monster hunter who's like, man, it's so easy to kill monsters now that we have guns. You know what kills oh, werewolves? Yeah. 50 cows. <laughs> what doesn't a 50 cow kill? Want to do the intro this week or should I? Um, we are the Wicked Awesome cast. I practice run it. Fair. <laughs> Fair. Um, You've been practicing, I see. I know. What episode is it like now, 20 fucker? Stars. 14. Yeah, it is. I can get the number right every week. I can never get the fucking name right. That's my favorite intro we've done so far, I think. (laughs) What, this? Yes. Or or the one where I get berated, because that one's always going to be a highlight. If we ever get to a 100th episode, me being berated for getting the name wrong has to be in it. (laughs) How many times can Jeff fuck up the name of the podcast? Let's find out. Looking back... (laughs) I mean, I've been practicing it, like, in the last three minutes, but, like, <laughs> I almost want, like, there to be more of them, so you can just make this full montage of me cocking up. Yeah, maybe, maybe. <laughs> You're like, yeah, I'll voice morph it, it'll sound like you did it multiple times. <laughs> I have the technology, I do. Here's Jeff fucking it up with chorus effect, flanger, phaser, dim expander. <laughs> But yeah, welcome to the Wicked Awesome Cast, episode 14. I still can't believe we've been through 14 of these things. Uh, yep. so, as always, we are Something Wicked Studios for the official podcast of Something Wicked Studios. And the unofficial one. Find us on YouTube uh, at, as Something Wicked Studios or online at somethingwickedstudios.net. 
etc., etc. If you're just joining us for the podcast, that may be because I just got done putting the podcast in every conceivable place you can put a podcast. So, welcome! <laughs> just Very shoving nice. it up the internet everywhere. Carpet Cla- You're clogging the tubes. Basically, yeah. The truck that your letter goes on has a flat tire now. Pretty much. <laughs> From all the weight of this podcast. Yeah. Oh, oh no, Jesus. I am I am waiting for the email from Squarespace basically being like, What the fuck? <laughs> Have you been whoring yourself out again? Maybe. Yeah. Because oh. they never gave so, me a cap of how much I could upload total. Just a, you could only upload so much at once. And I'm like, well, that's a poor choice on your part. <laughs> Mild inconvenience, but one I will overcome. Yep. You seem to have made a fatal mistake. You've only said how big the straw is, not what the straw is attached to. (laughs) Or how many times I can use the straw. Exactly. I just need more straws. (laughs) Yeah. You could pay us for more. No. Oh, this is us started. (laughs) Oh, God. This is the intro, fucker. Oh, God. What have I done? Ah, Who cares? How was your week? My week was good. Um, so for first, I guess, non-video game news, which was um, for those who listened last week, I was talking about me potentially getting to play a guitar party and uh, with a DJ, and um, we wound up playing, and it actually went absolutely phenomenally, and everyone loved the guitar mix. And me and the DJ, although we've been friends for a long time, we've never had actual songs that we could play together until recently. And... Uh, I showed up at his house at, like, noon. The party was at 5. We ran through the songs, like, three times total, and some of them we'd never played before, like, in our nice. entire existence. And we went, and we did the whole thing, and not many people showed up, but, I mean, if you're playing live, like, getting or cutting your teeth's kind of important on something like, you know, hey, it doesn't matter, there's eight people here, only two of them are going to remember me, and those two people invited me, so they're, they're going to probably have me back anyway. Yeah. And if I don't see any of these other people again, what the fuck ever? So played the songs, had a good time, and like had a person come up to me afterward and was like, dude, I had to change my seat so that I could hear the guitar amplifier a little bit better because you were so in sync, I thought you were part of the song. Nice. And I was like, oh, nice. And they're like, how long have you been practicing that? I'm like, uh, four eight minutes? <laughs> um, and then what was funny is the song that uh, we only got to really play two songs um, out of the things we worked on because a lot of them took a bit more prep work um, and one of them was a song by the Bloody Beatroots and then the other song was one that I completely forgot we even like, I just happened to know how to play the riff to the song Tequila uh, by the Champs offhand that's a choice and I'm looking through my friend's list and I was like hey uh, play the J-Rabbit uh, tequila mix. And I played it, and no one knew the wiser that, like, I did never, I had literally never played the song before with my friend. That's cool. And then after people, or someone was like, man, that tequila thing was a brilliant idea. How many times did you pray, or do you guys play that for other people often? I'm like, never. No. <laughs> yes. So it was like the craziest here. happy accident. Yeah. Um, so that was really cool. And then actually, that same night, this was all for a friend's birthday, and she was like, okay, we had the DJ thing. I get a friend who can get us at VIP into one of the um, top three clubs in Boston. 
And I was like, uh, what? And my DJ friend's like, I know the name of that club. Holy shit, that's a big deal. Like, that's like my Mecca type thing. Honestly, dude, I'll go, I'll take public transportation home if you want to call it. Because I really want to go. I was like, okay, well, I'll, I'll figure this out. So we wind up going and having like the most crazy time of our lives at this like crazy fucking VIP upstairs access at a club, which is not something that happens to me very I'm regularly. I'm trying to picture you at a club in all honesty. It's confusing. Oh, it's hilarious. It's hilarious and terrible and awkward. But dance like no one's watching. Yeah, I, um, I would not do that, period. <laughs> but I, I I will admit I'm more comfortable at a metal show. Yes. But, I, uh, no, it's just the mental image of you at a club whatsoever. It's like... Ah, the whitest person I know at a club. Oh, yes. yeah, no, no, that you're definitely... Un- unfortunately for many, I don't have fear on the dance floor. No. Some people probably wish I had some more than I do, but I don't. And as you have pointed out, I am Irish. Uh, we are known for our jigs. We are not known so much for our... Uh, <laughs> we're, we're known for river dance, but we are not so well known for our bumping and grinding and... Uh, <laughs> The, the many amazing things that are required to attract the uh, modern female. <laughs> I'm not just picturing you river dancing in the middle of the Boston <laughs> Dance Club, and it's really amusing. <laughs> just please tell me you didn't put me in like a pleated skirt or anything with my hands. No, my the, 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 just you in the like, normal Jeff clothing, fucking river dancing it up in the middle of the club. Oh, so actually that just reminded me that even funnier part of the story. So the girl is like, you know, we're all going to this club and they're like, oh, by the way, the place has a dress code. I look down, I'm wearing fucking jeans and a t-shirt. I'm I like, know. Uh, can I borrow a collared shirt? <laughs> and they have their, uh, the girl is from Brazil and her roommate is this kid from Switzerland. So he goes and he grabs me an extra t-shirt or an extra collared shirt. I swear to God, he is two sizes smaller than I am. <laughs> And I'm there, I'm like, trying not to incredible Hulk this goddamn shirt. That's me in every shirt ever made. (laughs) Oh, so it was a wild, hilarious experience. (laughs) God, I wish I'd seen this. I'd have hated being there. I'd have been like, fucking river dance, motherfucker. (laughs) I'll have to send you a picture. Um, Actually, I don't know if I want to send you a picture. Do it. I regret that. I, I promise I won't make it the image for this week's podcast. I need that in writing. I don't trust you on that. You have for it in a verbal now, technically. I have it in verbal. Yeah, verbal and uh, contracts under five hundred dollars, um, and not real estate. I know my contract law. Um, Fair. But um, so in video game news, uh, I've been playing a lot of Battleborn, um, and. It's interesting. Good um, interesting or bad interesting? Good interesting? So the game's kind of like Bambi on Ice, I think, at the moment. Also, back up um, one step. I'm assuming you're playing it on the PC, given your yes. leanings. Yes, yes. Yes, given my tendencies, I am playing it on the PC. Yeah. Um, so the game is slowly developing a meta. Like, as people continue to play a game, they see, they continuously will find the best way to play a game. It's kind of how League of Legends got to where it's at. It's where all the best or the top competitive games got to where they're at. Yeah. Now this game has taken the time to provide a lot of tools for it, but there isn't much in the way of one 
there's no teamwork between players because, like, in League of Legends, the meta works so well because people are pretty much on the same page with each other, like, group to team fight or split push. Like, people have an idea. They don't just all stay in their lane and just stay there for the whole game. In this one, that's it's still kind of in that phase where people don't know how to help each other or hurt each other or strategies of any variety yet, but there's objectives and stuff to play around, and there's definitely better ways to take an objective and worse ways to take an objective. And as a group is always best, but it's weird because the game has voice over IP, but in my short experience, almost no one talks. It's weird. Um, I type a lot, but that's just like the League of Legends player in me. That's like, I type quickly and play the game simultaneously. They are prerequisite skills. Um, so that was, that's been interesting. Um, I already have a favorite character that, uh, they're not the best character in the game, but the character's name is Arendi, and they're this like demon girl that like shoots fire and flames and is voiced by Ashley Birch of Hey Ash, What You Playing? And um, you may know her as Tiny Tina. Oh, I, I, know who you, I know who you speak of. I like Hey Ash, What You Playing more than Tiny Tina, oddly enough. That's our yeah. to our listeners who don't know what Hey Ash, What You Playing is, because that one's a little more obscure than Tiny Tina is. But still, a character that's got fucking firepowers voiced by Ashley Birch is something I am on board with. Is it Ashley Birch uh. or Tiny Tina Ashley Birch? Uh, darker voice than, um, than Tiny Tina. Cool. Um, so, that's been fun. Um, been, like, doing some of the PvE, being doing some of the PvP. You kind of want to do both to unlock all the characters. Um, the different level paths that you can, like, upgrade your character as you go, because it has mobile leveling that, like, you get skills as you go. But unlike with League of Legends or something where you just have, like, your Q has five ranks that you put into it over the course of the game. It's, like, bifurcated. Like, you can either get more damage on your E or your Q. And you have to choose one. Yeah. Um, So in that way, it's very different. Um, But it's a cool game. Um, I like it. I've been playing a lot with my roommate. Um... So yeah, that's I've heard a my bunch of mixed things about it. Is the uh, I guess is my yeah. reaction. Like you're you're actually one of the few positive reactions I've heard about it. But I've also gotten the impression enough people have been playing it to crash the servers a couple times. So, um, the only time I got kicked from the server was seven o'clock on a Tuesday, which fair. is when Steam does their updates and kicks everyone from everything. Not fair. Yeah, no. Um, it's I, I guess the reaction I've heard is of people that play MOBAs. They seem to like the people who don't play MOBAs. It's like, eh, this is not a good first MOBA. As first-person shooters... Well, as first-person shooters go, it's not the best first-person shooter yeah. I've ever played. It's definitely, like I said, it's got the Bambi on Ice thing. Like, I think there's they've set themselves up with the tools to make something great. It's not great yet. Sure. Um, it doesn't have the infrastructure of a meta, but it has all the tools that require one. And the matchmaking is fucked up right now. I'll say that straight up. Um, it's got a real bad problem with putting, like, level 5, level 6, level 10 versus level 50, level 30. Yeah. Like, the matchmaking could use some tweaks, but that's just bug fixing. Yeah, look, they, um, they could tighten it down to something cool, but its current model as it stands has some pretty rough yeah. edges. 
That said, a lot of the things that makes things like League work are community-driven. Yeah. Like, Riot influences the meta, but we are the ones who actually play the fucking game. No, yeah. Um, so, there, it's going to take a lot of the community figuring out how the, like... They're probably going to come up with all kinds of strategies of, like, okay, if you have a melee character... You, they'll have, like, a name for, like, going Dorito or something, where it's, like, you go up to this one triangle-shaped thing that they'll probably call... I'm using paintball terms, because in paintball, yeah, no, a Dorito is the uh, very large triangular thing. It'd be like, okay, you're going to go up to Dorito, and then we're going to pop out, and then that's going to give you the time to flank behind and kill their support. And that's going to allow us to blitz them. Um, there's a ton of teamwork that could be enacted, but until people start playing as a team, which will take time and awkwardness and uh people are gonna have to fail it a hundred thousand times before they can get it right so that makes sense it's definitely in its beginning stages so we'll see where it goes yeah no it's every time i've looked at i'm like "Ah, that's kind of cool looking but at the same time i'm like eh, it seems a little too moba-y i guess i guess that's my one question if you're not a fan of the moba style multiplayer might you have some issues with the multiplayer of this game Definitely. Okay, yes. Um, I don't think, as far as first-person shooters go... Um, no, like you said, it's not the it's best. It's not as... Shooter. It doesn't handle especially great as a first-person shooter. There's no crouch, which drives me crazy. I think bad. they need to fix that. Um, they... The guns, sometimes some of them don't feel damaging enough, and you do somewhat have to trade between pushing minions and killing people. Which is perfectly fine, because sometimes you have a role. Like, that's very MOBA. Yeah. Which I can understand why people would not enjoy that, but that also just means don't play that character. Not sure. Um, if you don't want to kill minions, don't play Arendi. Um, if you want to kill people, play, like, Marquis or something. Um, there's options for you. No, it's very much a play your goddamn class, essentially. Yeah. That said, there are some characters who I think have some slight kit issues... Um, now, don't anyone chew me up on this, especially if you listen to this thing in six months and everything I say gets flipped on its head later by the community figuring out how to play these damn champions. But there's characters like Oscar Mike, who's a character who his abilities are essentially, he has a gun, and his passive is the first 15 bullets do more damage, his Q is a underslung grenade, and his E is he goes invisible. And then his ultimate is he just has orbital bombardment. And although, yes, his kit does have... You can upgrade him to do more damage when he blips out of invisibility and use him as, like, an assassin. But he doesn't do an overwhelming amount of damage. And the invisibility almost feels out of place on him. Like, I would rather he had, like, a shield or something and it allowed him just, like, get up and really tussle with someone. I I wish I had, like, a dueling... Uh, ability more than a utility ability. Now, so you know there's an evil version sense. of him in the game, right? Uh, I don't know what you're referring to. There's like to. a bad clone version of him in the game that's a little bit more crazy. Yeah, so uh, uh, maybe from the outside looking in, a lot of people have been playing Oscar Mike because he's the most first-person shootery of characters in some ways. He's the simplest. He's of also them. one of your first. He's also one of the first unlocks. Yeah, I know. It's, I think it's like a lot of people like... um. The giant bomb coverage of the game has not been especially kind to it, but they're like, yeah, I've unlocked a bunch of characters, but I'm sticking with Oscar Mike because 
he plays the most like a traditional shooter character in some ways, which I get the impression if you're trying to play this as like a straight shooter, you're going to have a bad time because half yeah. the fun is some of the weird of that game. Yeah. A lot of it's going to come down to wave control and like pushing minions and stuff. And I can understand if you're a Twitch shooter fan, like if you're a CSGO player, that may not interest you. Um, if you're trying, if you're more interested in a top-down macro experience, the game's going to provide more there. Yeah, I would never try to sell this game to a like first-person junkie, though. I admit I am the weird, unique niche that would be appealed by this game, and I can right. totally understand why people who aren't in that demographic aren't enjoying it. Yeah, no, it's it's a very weird audience to go after, where it's like it's people like me that have been sitting there going, like, I like the idea behind a MOBA, I just don't like how MOBAs universally play, and this is a nice departure from that, I guess, which I find kind of cool. Mm-hmm. But you're having fun with it still? Yep. Think you'll still playing with, it. Yeah, I think you'll spend a lot of time with it, or you're going to fall off eventually. Me and my roommate plan to play this game and Overwatch, um, and I do plan to actually, like, give them both somewhat equal amounts of my time. Um, what's nice about this game is matches are all, like, a half hour, yeah. or at least the PvE ones are, and it fits a very nice little unique, like, okay, I got home, I ate dinner, I'll play one game of this and then go back to my my mistress, League of Legends, and uh, get my beating. Um, <laughs> and it, it manages to fill in that gap, like, just, just perfectly. No, yeah, I don't um, get that. But I've been having a lot of fun with it with my uh, roommate and... Uh, Deadly Joe. The, yeah, no, it's, it's it nice. is millionth uh, cameo. It's locally. nice to hear a positive reaction to the game. People have been at least like in the stuff I follow, kind of hard on the game, and I'm like, I, I thought Jeff actually liked this game. Like, I've been hard on because I'm like, no, I'm pretty sure it's kind of a MOBA, and you're like, it's not a MOBA. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure it kind of is. Well, the PvP is a MOBA. Yeah, it's the PVE that's not. And I've, I've heard weird stuff about like the PVE. I've heard it's like, yeah, it's got some problems. It's. It reminds me just of playing Borderlands. Yeah, that's the, all it feels like. Yeah, minus the fun of Borderlands, which is the more traditional RPG stuff, I guess. It, it doesn't have. Or it'd be like if Borderlands was a single cell contained, like. Yeah. It removes a lot of things that allure you, like loot. Um, well, there is loot in the game, um, but you're not, like. But it's mobile. Picking up guns off of, like, the enemies as you go. Yeah. You're not doing anything like that. Um, there is vocal interactions, which are whimsical and interesting, but they're not quite as crazy as Borderlands was. Yeah. Um, no, there's stuff there's actually... there. It's, just not, it's, <clears throat> it's self-contained missions you start off at level one for instead of having a persistent character across the board. Yeah. That said, in PvE, you level up so fucking fast. Um, they did one of the things I actually like to be implemented in games like this, which is... When you have a cla- character class-based game, putting uh, between character interactions in the game. Yeah. Like if you're play, or the only one I've seen so far, it may only be mirror match, but I'd love for it to be uh, other characters as well. Which is if I'm playing a Rendy and I run into another one, hey Rendy, I'm a Rendy, and it like waves at it. Huh. Um, so you well, it may have, not wave at it, but like you can have two of the same character in a PvP match on opposing teams. Oh, that's. I- because you can't do it's, that in League, right? Um, it depends. Okay. In League, if you're playing blind pick, you can. If you're playing draft, you cannot. Okay. Um, also, as stands, this game only has blind pick. Draft might get implemented sometime. 
and each team gets like a ban or something, mm. or just you can't all have the same character. Makes um, sense because it doesn't have the it doesn't have the character base like League does. Because League has what like 117 a characters or some horse shit. Yeah. Um. Actual number does not matter as much. A yeah. Lot. Yeah, I can believe 100 easy. Uh, it's over 100. Um, I'm trying to get the actual number. Only 10 of them are good, though. Uh, no, nah, more of them are... Uh, there's 130 release champions. Damn, that's... more. That's more than 100 than I thought it would be. Yeah. Um, but, so yeah, my experience has been positive. If your experience has been negative, I've... That's totally valid. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I can't think, argue with you. I think a lot of people thought this would be like a more cartoony version of Overwatch, which is a weird thing to say because cart- Overwatch is already kind of cartoony, and the MOBA it does have stuff, some beautiful animations yeah, from that. The MOBA stuff is hitting them pretty hard. Um, did you play any of the Overwatch beta this weekend? I did not. I will talk about that in my time. So, <laughs> thumbs up on Battleborn for the most part. Yep. Cool. Thumbs up from the mobile player. No, it, it makes a lot of sense. Like, every time I've looked at that game, I'm like, this is a MOBA, I think. Mm-hmm. Maybe not a traditional MOBA, but this might be actually... It's like Smite, where I'm like, you are a MOBA! You don't look like a traditional MOBA, though. But your yeah. systems are very similar. Yeah, they, they've given us a lot of tools, and they have definitely the, stone, or the stepping stones to make something great. It's yeah. going to take a lot of stuff and stars to align for that to happen though so, nah, so I guess that's my it's gonna one, be really interesting that's my one concern because gearbox has not always fixed things in the best way mm-hmm. where borderlands it was kind of like is it broken in a way that benefits the players yeah leave it it doesn't matter yep what's the difference they're going to sign out with their level 100 friend and get boosted to level 60 in about two minutes yeah <laughs> they're not gonna have any good guns but they're gonna do it who cares? Yep. Is that it for your week, or you got more left in the tank? Uh, I think that's about it for my week. Cool. So, I played, um, I guess we'll start with uh, the not video game stuff. I went to the San Diego Zoo over the weekend. Very nice. That was fun. I, my weeks are blurring together so hard, I actually had to message my girlfriend while we were recording this to be like, hey, did we go to the week- zoo this weekend or last weekend? Like, I'm going insane <laughs> slowly. No, it's... Uh, I have a softness for zoos, I guess you could say. I like zoos, and as someone who's a big fan of zoos, it was cool to see a panda. Mm -hmm. Uh, Zoos have given me my favorite um, things to reference in life, sadly, which is um, I was in Toronto for work once, and they have an outdoor zoo, and because I'm a crazy person from New England, I'm like, this is how I want to see the Toronto Zoo in a January snowstorm. Yeah. So I got to see a giraffe slip on ice while I was there. (laughs) <laughs> and that is a memory Poor I will animal. treasure until I die. <laughs> it's amazing. Uh, it, it, what are the people in Toronto doing to that poor animal? They were moving it, so they... I actually asked, like, it, it was me and the guy I was working with were the only people in the entire fucking zoo, as best I could tell. Like, there were other people there, but they were, like, inside the, the inside areas. We were wandering around basically being like, I want to go see a hyena in waist-deep snow. That is terrifying. But so, the way it works, I guess, was they put the... The animals need to exercise, and they can't exercise if they're inside the enclosures every day. So they bundle them up in blankets and, like, jackets and stuff, and put them out in the yard for, like, an hour or so they can run around. And they have enough energy, they're running around and staying warm. 
The issue is hilarious stuff happens, like giraffe slipping on ice. And if you're mm-hmm. there to witness it, like I seeing a giraffe slip and fall on ice, like if if you were to give me an option of would you see a giraffe fall and slip on ice another time, or we hand you a thousand dollars, I would pick the giraffe. Because mm-hmm. that it's like it is one of those things where it's like no part of it makes sense, and giraffes are tall enough; it happens in natural slow motion. <laughs> but I digress. Oh. I was not at the Toronto Zoo. I, I like zoos. I could see a panda. That was pretty sweet, or whatever you say to seeing a panda. It was energetic. Um, it's weird though, because I've lived in LA long enough where people are like, "Oh, the LA Zoo is so amazing," or not LA Zoo, the San Diego Zoo, and. I was going in like, it's going to be the fucking Disneyland of zoos. It is not. It's a cool zoo and all, but I'm like, this is not as in your face. We're the best fucking zoo in the world as I was expecting it to be. But aside from that, it was mm-hmm. pretty cool. I I do have to call out a city, though. <laughs> a city. Oh, I, we're at this part of the podcast. I'm calling out a city <laughs> now. Um, Fuck you, San Diego. Fuck you. Specifically your gas lamp district and your terrible baseball team that takes an already hellish parking experience and makes it impossible. (laughs) You should have, like, signs or, like, I don't know, more parking (laughs) that doesn't cost $50. I'm in Boston. We have that same problem. No, but not all of the parking. Depends on what section. <laughs> yeah. I, I, fuck you a little bit, San Diego. You and the Padres can burn in hell for all I'm concerned. <laughs> what were you seeing the Padres for? I was not the seeing Sox the Padres. They, we, so the San Diego Zoo, as the name implies, is next to the city of San Diego. So on the way back, we thought we'd get dinner. We spent more time trying to find a place to fucking park my car than we did eating dinner. Like, that's how bad the parking situation was. Oh, that sucks. And it was made worse because the parking lots we could find were like, yeah, because there's a Padres game going on right now. 40 bucks! And my, my girlfriend has a couple very good financial rules. One of them is don't pay more for parking than you're going to pay for what you're doing the parking for. Yeah. And we could not justify the cost of parking compared it's like we're just gonna go to some restaurant eat and get the hell out of the city i'm not paying 40 dollars like does it come with a gold brick if i pay for 40 dollars and i clean my car for me repair my mm-hmm. door a little bit like what the fuck oh it's because padres game the game is already quite underway yes drop the parking back to normal Nah, we're not gonna do that when I was in uh, Boston, I went to the House of Blues to see the band Lamb of God with uh, one of my friends. And this was right when Randy Bly was on was uh, touring on bail. So this was a, we don't know if this band will exist tomorrow type scenario. So it's like, okay, we're going to see Lamb of God while they're on tour. This may not come again. So we go, and I park like right next to the House of Blues, and it's like $40 park, and I'm like, Whatever, it's a concert. I this these are things I come to expect at concerts. Yeah. You pay the man you pay the bridge toll troll. So we go and we park and I pull my car in and we're walking back out and I see that the sign that says forty dollar parking has a reverse side to it. 
which says Red Sox parking sixty dollars. Like, no, so the difference in that case was you were next to the House of Blues. The forty dollar yes. parking was a twenty minute walk from the stadium the Padres were playing in. Like that is how fuck that city's parking situation I am. Like it was like fuck this. Ugh, fuck that noise. You're just doing that because you can. Oh. oh. So, a the other thing that happened my my week, I probably should explain. Really, my thing. hatred of San Diego parking has reminded you of something. No, me yawning has. Oh God. Yes. Yesterday, I had to pull the five thirty shift at work, so I was at four thirty in the morning. So I'm still in recovery mode. So if you hear me yawning or acting tired, it is with reason. I didn't go to bed till five a.m. last night, but we're gonna get to that in a second by accident. <laughs> but uh, please go back onto. Uh, Railing on San Diego's that's, uh, parking that's situation. That's all I got. The zoo is fine. Like, I... Fuck that parking situation, though. And as a result, fuck that city a little bit, too. <laughs> yeah, no, that's... Uh, yeah. Your parking's bad, and every one of you should feel bad. <laughs> it was so bad, my girlfriend got stuck with the job of calming me down. Like... Like, I went into full mass hole mode of someone was like, Hi there! I'm like, fuck you and fuck your mother! <laughs> hey, say hi to your mother for me. Yeah, like, it, it's, oh, it's like, it was one of these things where it's like, when we got to the restaurant, it was, Oh, would you like some water? Yeah, fucking bring me water! Drink. Your water tastes like shit! Calm down. <laughs> Calm down. I just spent 45 fucking minutes trying to find parking in this god fucking sacred city! Ah! <laughs> They're gonna spit in our food, Charlie. Calm down. Let them. I won't. Tell I'm gonna you. be mad about the quality of that too. You call this spit in my food? Fucking lip of weak chin West Coasters can't even spit in my food correctly. <laughs> There's no pubes in this. <laughs> oh, you rubbed your nuts on it, Lottie. Fucking duh. Duh. <laughs> oh Jesus. So. Anything else happen in your week? Yeah, there was video games. There, there, there were some video games. Oh, I also put a new badge. I heard we talk about those sometimes. We do, and not just my hatred of other cities I don't live in currently. No, I guess before we move on to video games, a fresh batch of my homemade alcohol is in process. So, yeah, in three or in, um, three to five months, I'd be getting drunk on my own supply. We. <laughs> mead. In three it's... to five months, I might get to have another mead tasting at your place. <laughs> Yeah, maybe. Doing some stuff. But yeah, so, video games. Um, I have continued to play a shocking amount of Warframe. Hmm. Not quite... De- uh, yeah, actually, no. We, we've we reached into the... I have supplemented my Destiny playing with Warframe. And Warframe's a weird game. I, it's Warframe is a surprisingly good game, especially for a free-to-play game that doesn't explain shit to you. It's, that game's got some communication problems and it tries to rely on a community too heavily that doesn't exist the way it needs to, but mm-hmm. it's like if it had a Destiny or a Dark Souls or a League or even like a um, like a Call of Duty level community around it, based around it, that game could really actually fucking be something because it could then make up for the just piss poor level of explanation and communication that game does, but that's neither here nor there, and it's I, the following thing I'm about to talk about, I'm not sure how I feel about, so don't 
take this as me endorsing free-to-play bullshit, but I'm about to kind of endorse at least this game's free-to-play bullshit for a couple minutes. So, um, mm-hmm. the first, like, four or five missions of the game are not that bad, and they give you a free Warframe and some starting weapons. You can choose between kind of some funky throwing weapons, a bow, or more traditional, like, guns and pistols, and you have the option of three starter Warframes. You all will pick Excalibur because it's the it's the beginner one. Like, there's no reason to pick the other ones because the other ones don't make any sense and aren't, like, literally the game says this is the Warframe for beginners. And that's fine. Mm-hmm. Once you beat the the uh, once you beat the final starting mission, so that's the other way. The, the game handles missions really weirdly, where like it's not clear what is a, like. Once you get past the starting mission, there are missions you can do, but the quest missions are kind of hard to locate. But that's a separate topic I'll get to. But so once you complete the starting zone quest, for lack of a better phrase, the game says, "Hey, for the next eight hours." Any any um, platinum, the in-game, or plat, whatever it is, the in-game currency you buy to kind of speed along the free-to-play bullshitness of this is 75% off. Which means you can wind up buying, like, $100 worth of plat for 25 bucks. This is the part I'm uncomfortable with. As someone who's like, yeah, I think I'm going to play a lot of this game, like, this is kind of cool, I'm digging it and stuff like that. I'm like, okay, it's free to play. I will probably play at least 25 hours of this. I'll pay 25 bucks for the 100 bucks worth of plat. I cannot mm-hmm. recommend doing that enough. Like this is this is the weird one where if, this is a free to play game that if you just do the free to play thing when the game gives you a giant discount on the free to playness of it, the game actually becomes really good because then you find yourself with a shit ton of plat. And you can then go through the process of researching, okay, I like melee, what are the tankier of the Warframes? The Warframes dictate your class and stuff like that. So I was capable of picking up this kind of crazy, like, Warlock one that's all about, like, mind control and Nova bombing. And it's super agile and jumps all over the place. And then this super tanky one called Frost that has, like, a um, bubble shield and ice attacks. And I just flat out bought those, I'll fully admit to that. And because I was now playing a couple different Warframes I actually liked the playstyles for, the game goes from, I'm not totally sold on this, to, fuck, this is actually kind of cool. And at the same time, I'm like, okay, I don't like the starting pistol, but this, like, giant fuck-off hand cannon-looking thing, that looks kind of cool. Oh, it's a one-shot headshot kind of thing. That's not bad for a secondary, so, like... Once you, like, you, once you buy the gear you actually want to use initially... The game opens up in cool ways and then gives you time to understand the crafting and the other elements of the game. Like, I've now gone from, like, I've used up most of my plat actually buying chasm- uh, cosmetic stuff. I have, like, four Warframes, a couple guns, but most of the guns I've now made through the crafting system because once I got stuff I actually liked playing with, it was no longer I need better stuff now. It was like, nah, I'll go grind for mats and shit like that. Like, I have... Playing this is no longer kind of arduous. I'm having fun with how I'm capable of playing it now. So playing the free-to-play bullshit of, you could just buy this or you can go grind mats for an hour. I'm like, no, grinding mats is cool. I'm leveling up this tanky Warframe. I need to do missions anyway. What has neurodes? What has 
alloy chips. Like, what planet's that? Okay, I'll go run some quick missions there. I'll do the easy ones. I'll level up this Warframe so it's actually useful. And then I'll go do the higher-end content, which gives me more stuff. Like, it's, it's actually a fascinating system that I don't like because you have to put some money into for it to start making any goddamn sense. Mm-hmm. But once it clicks, it's actually a really good system. Like, the crafting stuff is cool because you now, like, you care more about the weapons because you spend a lot of time butzing with them and getting them up to... Like, the leveling up stuff is cool, the mod systems are cool, and the fact that, like, the money is always there if you just want to speed along the process, but once you actually find stuff you like using, there's never any draw to throw money at it again because it's like, nah, I'll just go, like, oh, I have this gun I made a couple days ago I haven't used yet. I need to level it up so I can actually use it in high-level stuff. I need to go grind for mats. Let's go do this kind of thing. And... Once you have a couple Warframes you like, the game opens up where it's like, nah, level up the Warframes you like. Why? Their power, like, all the Warframes are kind of good. Some are slightly better than others, but if you find something you like, it's viable in the endgame content, so long as it's at the right levels. Which, Mm -hmm. the game does a fuck ton better than other stuff. Like, the crafting system I like because it's like, you could just pay money to get this. Or you can make it. We're not saying mm-hmm. you have to buy it, it's just faster. And if you want to spend the time, which you're obviously doing if you're playing this much of the game anyway, you will never feel the urge to buy stuff so long as you're having fun. And I guess that's where the FT, most FT free-to-play stuff falls on its face for me, where grinding out the stuff is never fun. Like, there's enough loot, there's enough stuff going on where it's like, I, it's got the Eve thing where uh, weapons are built in, in real time, so it's like, I'll play for four hours. Like, okay, I was trying to grab to make that bow staff weird weapon. Start the build process for that. Turn the game off. Go play something else. Go to bed. Whatever. And it, when I wake up the next morning, it's like it's done. Go play with this thing now. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's it's really weird that you can't understand how the system works really well until you put some money into it. And like the game says, this is the best time to buy plat. Just fucking pay for it like the twenty five dollar game and reap the benefits of the game goes from being like there's something here to this game's actually pretty alright like it's once it starts clicking that game's pretty good mm-hmm. it just sucks it's got that weird paywall thing going on it's not even a paywall like it's I believe in paying for video games the fact this game is free off the bat is fucking amazing because there's a lot there mm-hmm. it's just better if you throw a little bit of money at it which 25 bucks versus the 60 bucks a video games cost? Eh. Eh. I'm glad you're having fun. Yeah, that's Warframe. It's better than it should be. Because at the end of the day, all these costs don't amount to anything if you can't get the F word out of anything. Yeah. No, it's... I like it. I like it a lot, I'm going to say. Like, it's... It is better than The Division, in my mind. Like, that game has... Some cool ass stuff going on. <laughs> oh, there's a low bar. I've I've been playing a lot of another video game this week that actually just came out. You you want to guess what it is? Game that just came out that you've been playing a lot of. Um. Oh, Overwatch. Uncharted Four. Oh, yes, that too. <laughs> Overwatch has had Please a don't spoil anything for me. I have every intention of playing Uncharted. No, 4. so I'm gonna talk about it as spoilery for I love, as I can. I, it's, say I love Dude Raider and his stealth capades. Yeah, it's, <laughs> I, I want to talk about that game actually in context to 
Tomb Raider for a couple seconds. Oh, yeah, you mind me. I played some of the Overwatch beta. I want to like Overwatch, but I'm looking at it. I'm like, oh, it's Team Fortress. Kind of. Mm-hmm. It's it's interesting. I it could go somewhere really cool. I'm not sure I'm on the hype train everyone else is on. It it plays fantastically. But at the same mm-hmm. time it's something about it bothers me. It has me. the opportunity sure of Phoenix where Team Fortress completely fucking imploded. Yes, <laughs> yes, I, I don't disagree with that. Like something about the way Overwatch works intrigues me. And also, I'm like, I also find this game weirdly off-putting in a mild way. Not like a, I don't like it way, but there's something there that I'm like, I, I don't think I trust this game to be exactly what I want and what it's advertising itself to be right now. And maybe it's because I watched Team Fortress 2, a game I loved, accidentally kill itself. Yeah. I don't know. I'm going with intentionally kill itself. I... I think put itself out to pasture. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe. It's so, I I have beaten Uncharted Four. I. It is one of those games where I was. That like, was quick. I. It's a fourteen-hour-long game. I have nothing better to do with my time right now. I say you have a lot of time on your. I have hands. a lot of time right now, but I also ran into the weird wall of. I started playing it last night around ten. I'm like, yeah, I think I'm like three hours away from the end. I'll try and bang this thing out. 5 a.m. rolls around, and I finally finish it. I'm like, holy crap! I thought the ending was right there. I was so wrong! <laughs> and it's... The game's really pretty. The hour one is up on the channel. It's got some cool stuff going on. I, it's Uncharted. This is the most uncharted Uncharted game that's ever Uncharted. It's If you're a fan of the franchise, you will be a fan of this one. Nathan Drake is back. His brother's kind of cool. Stuff happens. The game looks fucking gorgeous. But... Mm-hmm. I want to say Tomb Raider, Rise of the Tomb Raider. The, the recent Tomb Raider game is actually a better game. And it's because I've never been a huge fan of the combat in Uncharted. And they've added this... They. They've revamped, they're not revamped, they've actually made the stealth system a more viable system for combat and stuff like that, which is great because the stealth was kind of the preamble to going Guns Out. The issue is it feels like Guns Out has actually gotten worse, and the stealth missions, Mm -hmm. the stealth stuff is tedious, really monotonous, and they don't give you enough tools to make it work. Like, where... Rise of the Tomb Raider has the bow, a silent takedown weapon. I don't think there's actually a single silenced weapon in Uncharted to make the stealth segments oh, a little more viable. There never really has been. That's why I call it Dude Raider and his stealth capades. No, but that's the thing. Because like, he always is always comedic how many times Nathan Drake's like, we need to sneak past these guys, and then like a fucking rocket blows up. No, so <laughs> you may have not you may have missed this in the media for it. They've given you a full stealth system. Like you stand in tall weeds and you go into a stealth mm-hmm. mode. Like you can stealth take down guys from it. If you um, avoid combat long enough in certain areas, guys lose track of you and go back to kind of neutral. <sighs> where you can stealth mm-hmm. them again. Like and it's Stealth is nice that they made it a little bit better, but at the same time, there's no tools to it whatsoever. So, like, 
but I think, like, the gunplay has gotten worse. I think 2 had the best gunplay somehow. I remember thinking 3 was... I don't like the guns in this for some weird reason. It plays very much like three's guns where it's like this works it's fine but something about this is off like just the fact the buttons don't match any other shooters controls out there is kind of weird i keep trying to press buttons like no your melee is not reload i'm like why can't reload be the button it always is Mm-hmm. it's little dumb stuff like that but the, and that's the issue when the game is about the exploring the dialogue the world the adventuring the platforming a fucking amazing ass game like that game does all of that stuff really well and maybe it's they do it so well the only like good it, the stuff is outstanding and then the combat is only acceptable it's like acceptable to good and it, as a result it feels really bad because the rest of the game is like holy shit that's a pretty ocean Holy shit, that's a pretty plane. Do you see all the pores in Nathan Drake's face? Oh my god! Mm-hmm. <laughs> all the emotions! Really, you need to be a d- dermatologist these days to appreciate modern graphics. Yeah, no, and <laughs> and it's weird. Like, it's I, I love two-thirds of that game, and then the two-thirds where you're not in combat, and I'm like, I, literally I have this moment where I'm like, oh no, it's a combat segment, isn't it? No, not combat! I was having so much fun exploring these ruins. Is the uh, rest of the game good? Like a lot of like the dialogue. Oh, yeah. the, uh... that, that's the issue. Everything else in the game except combat is amazing. Like the they mm-hmm. they, they added vehicles. Like the, the the sense of exploration, the worlds, the color palette, the stuff you're doing. It's um. It, Everything except the combat is what you want out of the final Uncharted game. Like, this is this is in some ways the Uncharted game I've always wanted because the game kind of addresses the fact that, you know, Nathan Drake's kind of a mass-murdering sociopath. Yep. He's killed a lot of people. A lot of faceless henchmen. Yeah, like, he, he, he's racked up a possibly thousands of body count kind of thing. Like, in... Not with a bomb. Millions across all copies sold. With a gun, yeah. Like, it's... Nathan Drake <laughs> is secretly kind of a monster. Mm-hmm. And the game deals... Don't think about it, don't think about it, don't think about it! No, that's the thing. Like, the game opens up with Nathan Drake trying to pursue a normal life. It's like, no, Nathan Drake can't be normal because... Deep down, Nathan Drake is kind of a modern-day pirate. Like, the game... The game... The game gives you a lot of closure and finality to a bunch of questions, and the ultimate resolution to the game is fantastic. This is the best ending Uncharted game ever. This is what you want for the end of a franchise like Uncharted, where every iteration, it's like... one like Uncharted 2 may be the best overall one. Ex- I can't say that, actually. I think Uncharted 4 might beat Uncharted 2, because they did do the one thing I hate most about Uncharted mild spoilers, not really spoilers. I have hated all of the Uncharted games at the moment where they throw a supernatural enemy at you. That Mm -hmm. is the worst moment in all of those games. There is no supernatural enemy Mm -hmm. in Uncharted 4, but I spent, like, there's a segment where I'm like, okay, so this is where the supernatural enemy shows up, right? 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 And it never did! And I was. So- you never got a Yeti or. 
or the, the PCP villagers the people, yeah, who were on the all high on Fountain of Youth. Yeah, you, you, you never got that, like, un, like I said, there's no supernatural enemy to this game. And I've always said I love the Uncharted franchise, except for the part where they throw a Yeti, the zombie pirates, the the demon guys. I'm going to try to three at you. And this one has none of it, but there was definitely a time in the game where I'm like, and this is where the magic enemies come from. Groan. And they, they explain away later, but pretty much everyone's just on angel dust all the time. I, even when they explain it, I'm like, no, they, you're just hallucinating. I had to shoot a guy three times with a rocket launcher. Yeah, doesn't matter. That was a demon. I don't care mm-hmm. that I was crazy at the time. You still made me fight something that took three RPG rounds to the face. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's... A... Uncharted 4 did not have that. They had the moment where it would have totally made sense given this franchise and chose not to do it, which makes it the best Uncharted game ever. <laughs> That's good news for Uncharted fans, myself included. Yeah, it's... If you like 2, the game the game in scope and platforming and environment design has that nice diversity of 2. It's got a beautiful, vibrant color palette. It's, it's a fantastic game. Just something about the combat is a little bit off. And, like, it's weird, where I kind of would have been okay if 3 was the end of the franchise... I'm super glad they did this one because this is the ending Nathan Drake deserves the fans of the franchise. This is how you end a franchise. like With the best of all of the games, you wrap up and answer some of the questions and actually answer a bunch of the the hard character questions and then give you a good ending where you're like, nah, there would never be a game after this. This is the end. This is is how I want this to go. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, it's... uh, Uncharted 4 is fantastic. Uh, go watch the hour one for it, etc., etc. I don't spoil anything too much in there. It's uh, the weirdest review I've read of the game is that the like middle four fifths of the game is amazing, and the tail ends of the start and the end that make up like the remaining fifth are a little weak. And I don't necessarily disagree with that. Except that, like, the end of the game is really good from a all-the-feels moment, and it wraps things up in a very believable and satisfactory way, I guess. It's, I like the game a lot, so much so that I kept being like, I should go to bed last night, but I want to see how this ends, I want to see how this ends, I want to see how this ends. And it's also the best treasure Nate has gone after yet. It's, it, we got a pirate game, finally. Mm-hmm. We've always wanted a pirate game, really. We got a goddamn pirate game. We just need to get Nathan Drake a boat and make him Edward Kenway. He has a boat. Oh, all right. Get 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 that man a boat. Yeah, no, it's you. You you. We kind of got Nathan Drake deals with pirate gold in the first one, but not really. This is Nathan Drake deals with pirate gold, the game you always wanted here, kind of thing. Like it's. It, mm-hmm. it has arrived. It is good. If you were ever only going to play one Uncharted game. This nudges out 2, which I used to be like, nah, 2 is the best Uncharted game. The ranking in my mind is now this one, 2, 3, 1. 
Okay. Yeah. That's fair. Two. Uh, it also has the best like introduction and opening thing credit thing ever. If you go watch the hour one, I made a point of having the entire thing in there because it's this super cool recap of all three prior games, the best moments, and it's like, yep, there's the train from two. It's like, oh, you know, you guys know what the best moments of your games are. Well played. Yep. You know that it's when, uh, and you know you had to go through the moment of like, I'm on a train, huh? Oh, gravity's going, oh, that direction. Oh, oh, I'm falling off a cliff. Fuck me. Yeah, no, it's, <laughs> it's, there are some fantastic moments in that game. It's, it is the most cinematic game I've ever played. It's, it's fucking fantastic. I, I, I wish the it's combat, they'd finally fixed it, but at the same time, it's, so not an issue in some dumb ways because it's Uncharted. It's like, could it be better? Absolutely. Does it matter that much at the end of the day? No, because the rest of the game is that goddamn good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. Right. I look forward to you playing it so we can maybe do a spoiler cast on it or something like that. It's a game that deserves more discussion than I'm capable okay. of giving it in this kind of spoiler-free environment, if you will. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. It's a good end for a thief. But Okay. Oh yeah, so um I uh, I also touched on the Battleborn this week. Battleborn or Overwatch? Battleborn. Oh, I played their I played their idle clicker phone game. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Great. Just thought I'd mention that. Yeah. It's not the best idle clicker I've ever played. Could be worse though. <laughs> Yeah, you 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 already know what game you'd give that title to. No, I'm not sure what the best idle clicker of this year so far is. This is on the list, but it's not the best idle clicker of the year. Until Adventure Capitalist Two comes out. Oh, I fucking loved Adventure Capitalist Two. <laughs> the se- the um, seasonal events for that game have been fantastically hard, which is a weird thing to think about mm-hmm. when it comes to idle clicker. But yeah, I. I guess to scroll back to Battleborn for a second, the marketing for that game seems real confused about what the point of the game is. Mm-hmm. Which I think might become a problem. Because that idle clicker, it's like, this is not a bad idle clicker, but it in no way makes me want to play Battleborn. I don't know why they kick that thing out. The only reason I even have it on my phone... Oh, you have it too! I'm deleting it ASAP... Yeah, because I get a skin for having it. Yep. Um, which I haven't unlocked yet, because I haven't taken the time to actually like con- figure out the nooks and crannies to get it to actually connect to my. Uh, oh, yeah, that shift key system is game bad. account. Yeah, the shift system. I, and I just haven't gone back yet. <laughs> I had to deal with that on Borderlands Two for silver chest keys, and that's a bad, bad, bad system. Yep. So. Yeah. That that's held me up from doing that. Um, what's he gonna say? Um, but yeah, the, fuck idle clickers. <laughs> but they're so good. Ugh, that's a matter of opinion. Idle Literally. clickers, the game we all need. <laughs> but oh. yeah, that's it for games in my court. I've been playing a lot of Uncharted and a lot of Warframe. I. I think I want to bite the bullet and go and just restart Dark Souls because the more I play of that, the more I'm like, 
fuck, I picked the wrong starting I class. need to do it. <laughs> yeah, it's like I need to go back and restart. Like, we did a Hey, Let's Play of that, and I've never felt so... Yeah, I made a mistake in a video game choice ever. It's like, no, no, this class is just bad. Congratulations. <laughs> Here's your cookie. Yeah, I'm like, eh, I made a mistake. A big mistake. And I look fucking terrible in that hour one, and I feel bad about that, because <laughs> I didn't realize how bad that starting class was until I'm like, Argh! Well, it's on the internet now. Yep. But, uh, as you say, I have one more thing in my week oh, I can bring up. Oh, what'd you miss? Uh, I went to an F&M on Friday, which oh, is what? Friday Night Magic. Ah. Um, and I went giving Charlie his uh, The Magic Week. I need or to the know. Magic of the week. I watched the documentary on Netflix about what it's like to be a professional magic player. I need <laughs> to know. I didn't actually even know that was there. It's I mean, on there. That. It's not great. <laughs> but, um... I went to an FM, I played Storm. The store I go to has like four top rank head judges for Grand Prix at it, huh. so I got my shit pushed in. But my big uh like pat on the back triumph was I went I got two won'd by uh Carntron, and I've never beaten fucking Carntron before, so I was so proud of myself for even taking a fucking game off of it. Very nice. In, like, the 30 games I've played against it, because one of my friends has it. Um, so, I'll let that statement say esoteric. I'm not going to sit here and explain how Carntron works. Um, but, yeah, that was that's the this week in Jeff's world of magic. Fucking magic! So, <laughs> so now, I'll admit, I know way less about this week's topic than We've you We've gone to basic news, man! Basic news? You want to jump to... Or, all right, let's go to news. We've got some news to cover. We'll burn through it real quick, though. Um, Dark Souls 3 has shipped 3 million copies. That does not include digital downloads or anything like that. To put that in perspective, that is about a half million more than the last iteration of the franchise spam. So that's pretty cool for a Dark Souls game. I think this puts the overall sales of Dark Souls somewhere around 13 million copies of all their games across the board, which is pretty cool. I'm glad to see that series doing well. Um... NVIDIA has released the GTX 1080 and 1070 a couple months after I got done building a PC. Why do I hate this? Because these things are 600 bucks and more powerful than the Titan, which retails for 1000 More <laughs> energy efficient and more powerful. I kind of want one. <laughs> now you just need to find someone to sell the Titan to. I don't have a Titan. I have a 980. I, 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 when you do enough research into the Titan, it's like, is it powerful? Yes. Is it so much more powerful that it justifies buying it over a 980? Not really. For the price you're asking, this thing should be a lot more future-proof than it actually was. But yeah, um... Mm -hmm. FFX and FX... Uh, sorry. Final Fantasy X, Final Fantasy X-2. Coming to Steam, or may already be on Steam. Ten. Um, I think it's already there. I think it's already on might there. Might not be. It, it, it's been confusing. Oh, no, it might not be, because I'd actually, I'd actually play that. Ten, I never really got to play. Thought you might like that one. Don't play Ten Two. Yeah. it's bad. <laughs> Don't play Charlie Charlie's Angels Edition? Uh, it's, it's a different game. It's a very <laughs> different game. Um, Battlefield 1, which is super fucking confusing, had its announcement trailer. It takes place in World War One. Which I think is kind of cool. That's a pretty good-looking trailer, too. Did you catch it? 
Battlefield, no. Uh, it's, that's a trailer. That's how you make a goddamn war trailer. Especially in reaction to the whole Call of Duty Infinite War thing. It's... <laughs> at, I don't care about the Battlefield franchise. The fact they managed to make World War One look that goddamn cool has me intrigued. Um... Mass Effect Andromeda got delayed to 2017. That makes Charlie sad. Star Wars Battlefront sequel coming in 2017. Makes Charlie indifferent. <laughs> uh, the Fuse, a Chinese-made ba- Chinese Android, whatever you want to call it, console, is a hilarious ripoff of the PS4 and the Xbox One. Why does this make the list? Because I kind of want one because it's, ex- it's the PS4 that comes with an Xbox One controller that works with it. Like, down to the details of what it looks like, it is literally a PS4 case with a Xbox One controller that works for it. It's. I kind of hope this makes its way to the U.S. That's for the mm-hmm. copyright lawsuit. Um, Konami claims they are in no way linked to the Panama Papers. Konami, something that was listed as one of the companies that had its money there... I don't care about this. If Konami wants to be involved in super shady business practices, go for it, Konami. You're not a game company anymore. I just found the fact they're like, no, we were not on the same stuff that Vladimir Putin and other war criminals are on. No, not <laughs> Konami. Uh, Civ- oh, Jesus. Civ 6 is coming. Trailer, etc., etc. You a Civ fan? No. Yeah, I, I, every time I see the trailers, I'm like, that game looks really cool. And then remember, it's a Civ game, so I go, eh. Uh, mm-hmm. A 2DS will now only cost you seventy nine ninety nine. A good time to buy a handheld, in theory. Uh, Fig is having some issues collecting all the money it raises. For those confused, Fig is the Kickstarter platform, or Kickstarter-like platform, that... You could also invest in, like, a venture capitalist, so you get a return on your game based on sales, or turn your investment based on sales. They're having a bunch of issues with the U.S., like, board of um, regulations that go into investing and stuff like that, so that's not a great situation. And your division news of the week. It has hit 9.5 million registered players. That's not 9.5 million people playing at the same time. That just means 9.5 million people have logged in at least once on individual accounts. But on the same time, the day of recording this podcast, Activision has taken the Division servers offline for another lengthy maintenance. Mm-hmm. Such- Very nice. Yeah. That's been your Division news of the week. Um, mm-hmm. When we're talking about numbers, Overwatch, the Overwatch beta had... 9.7 million users log in. Pretty impressive for a beta. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And last but not least, um, Microsoft rejected a bunch of offers to buy Fable. Not Lion's Head, Lionsgate Studios, whatever it's called, I'm blanking on it right now. But actually... Lion's Head was right. Yeah, Lion's Head. But actually the game, a bunch of people tried to buy it and get it out there. I... Don't know what Microsoft's planning for it, but they could have saved the game, I guess. And it's just like, nah, bro. Nah, we're not doing that. Mm-hmm. And that's basically your news of the week. Or, yeah. Um, so I guess the Jeff side of the news, the League of Legends news All right, I forgot to ask, what's to do with League of Legends, Jeff? 
So you know how last week I was like, if you're going to have huge breaking news that you're going to release, do it while everyone's distracted with a midseason invitational? Yeah! So they've just, they, there's three teams, Team Impulse, Team Dragon Knights, and Team Renegades, that Riot has basically said, all of you are guilty of the following things and you're all banned from the league. Team Impulse, I can totally believe, is guilty of everything that they're claiming, such as not paying their players and having unsafe living conditions. Because Team Impulse is the team that, like, tried to sell their spot, failed to sell their spot, and then, like, threw together five guys in, like, a week. Um, And lo and behold, the team that tried to sell itself has money issues. Yeah. Team Renegades, on the other hand, is being accused of being associated with a person that they claim they're not associated with. And all kinds of shady dealings and for mistreatment of players. And, like, supposedly Riot has this, like, mountain of evidence that is off camera and no one can see. (laughs) You can't see (laughs) the evidence, but we have it. Yeah, so I'm impartial to what happens because... I like Team Renegades' owner, uh, Monte Cristo, because he's a good shoutcaster. As a team owner, I'm indifferent to him. As a team, Team Renegades sucks dick. They're the second worst team in the league, which just narrowly edges them out of being straight kicked from the league. Um, so, I'm sorry, Team Renegades fans. It's just interesting. Like, So, the left-hand, right-hand thing, like, Everybody, pay attention to MSI, and holy shit, look how good CLG is doing. By the way, fire those three. <laughs> um, so, was it uh, XQ Code 66? Yeah. I've <laughs> never, um, I have never cared more about League of Legends news than I do right now. So, um, I feel really bad for Team Renegades and whatnot, because like, these are people's lives being fucked with. Yeah. And Riot wrote this really strange, semi-scummy, like... They basically told these teams they have 10 days to sell the team. Which, one, is fucking horrible. Like, apparently League of Legends teams can go for numbers in the area of $10 million. Which is news to me. I can believe that. But, um... Say you had a $10 million team, but everybody knows you have 10 days to get rid of it. Uh, they... You just... Less than half the price of that. Like, oh, yeah, you know, it was worth that, but uh, you have to get rid of it. So I guess I'm the one who can list the price here. Like, they're going to get, like, those teams are going to get bent over. And Riot basically left this, like, stipulations, like, if they need help finding um, potential buyers, we have contacts. Like, oh, thanks, your pals will help us out. You're really being a bud there, Riot. (laughs) So... Yeah, so Konami, speaking of shady dealings. <laughs> um, so This is the esports moment, I've always wanted. This is what I <laughs> wanted. This. All these weeks just got epitomized for you, huh? Oh, this is what I've always wanted to come out of League and esports in general. I want this. I oh. also want to see Riot's evidence pile. 
Yeah, let me know how that goes. I, I really hope it's like a pile of videos and like a blow-up doll. <laughs> it's a physical stash. Physical stash. Like it's a cocaine and a blow-up doll and like four or five cassette tapes and like several gold doubloons. And like I a wish you could see the body. hand motions you're doing right now because you are individually stacking all the things uh, in your head in front of you. I, I want I, – this is the sad – I wish the world worked where it's like – if you had evidence, you had to pull it from the evidence pile. Like it's like we have all these guns. <laughs> Here is the gun pile of evidence. It's like, oh, that'd be so cool. <laughs> it's just like wooden crates. Like, please go get us plus one evidence from the, from one of the crates. No, you got to dump those crates on the ground and stack the. No, 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 they don't contain anything. They're like CGI crates that you walk into to yeah! acquisition evidence. No, that's totally what I want. Like, I, I, I want. I, as much as I'm enjoying this, I think Riot has to be a little bit more upfront about what evidence they, quote, have. I assume they're going to release at least some of it at some point. Um, if not, I know for a fact Renegades is like, uh, fuck you and the horse you rode in on. So I'm sure Renegades is in contact with as many lawyers as will listen to them. Yeah. Because um, oh hope- they probably have very legitimate claim to the amount of economic losses that riot is trying to incur on them yeah no um the problem is is it's riot's football so they can kind of make up the rules and unlike with like the nfl and the nhl there's no players versus owners versus league um standalone organizations so like renegades can't get the other teams to like picket riot or something no like, and i think this is an important step for esports actually like esports have been coasting along on a surprisingly like weirdly okay batch of smooth sailing there have been problems but this is the first like no this is a real sport thing why the league is saying we don't like something you did well prove we did it we don't have to actually you maybe kind of do um it depends yeah because this won't they're gonna have to probably be sued in like civil court or something like this won't make its way to federal court the same way like um the nfl does no but lots of nfl stuff but it will wind up there eventually no but that's i I think it's an important step for esports it sucks it's happening to league but at the same time this is going yeah. to set the precedent for a lot of things to follow. No, and that's why I'm excited about this. Like, this is the first major legal move or kind of weird litigation thing to happen in esports, period. Yep. And it will set the rules for the future in many ways, at least for the foreseeable one, potentially. Yeah. Esports law is about to become important. Yeah. No, but it's, I, I want to see that evidence pile, though. <laughs> I either want an evidence pile or, like... A, a flash drive that's super placed with a skull hanging off of it. Doom drive. Yeah, I, I want like I either want like the evidence pile, just them printing out all of the stuff they have evidence for, or just the, soul, or the lone flash drive in like a black undestroyable undis- uh, box where they they come into court and it's like here's the evidence. Don't look directly at the flash drive. Why? It will kill you. <laughs> but yeah, evidence pile. Should be exceptionally pile-based. I'm, I'm sorry. Everything is better in piles, kind of like that. Like, it's... Yeah. If you're talking food, you're 100% correct. Well, it's like... Even if it's pizzas, something that doesn't stack well, I want piles Yeah, no, it. but like, take it one step further. It's like, if you have a shit ton of gold, which looks cooler? Spreading it out evenly across the floor or stacking it in one corner where it's like, oh, that's my gold pile. 
Touche, touche, yeah. Charlie. I will not disagree with the uh, with the pile argument. Piles, they make everything better. This is my pile of video games. Ooh, there's nothing impressive about a Steam library. It's like, look how long it is. It's just words. The, ima- the amount of time that we've wasted using liters and, uh, like, what, feet, cubic feet as units of volume. The, the, the years that we have wasted not using a pile... As a unit no, no, of volume. No, no, no. The, Even when you're talking liquids, a pile of water. The pile is purely a display measurement. <laughs> it's not a scientific one. It's a, the pile has no place in science unless we're talking about, like, sorting through a pile of something to find something scientific. Archaeology. The pile is the art of the measurement world. Okay. Kind of like stacking. Stacking is a stacking is metric piles. It's more numerically okay. based. All right. But yeah, now that we've um, made this weird for everyone, <laughs> piles. Let's say for all those if if this is your first podcast, if you want weird, go listen to last week. Yeah, no, it gets weird. But so I actually have a trend. I I can kind of segue on this one for the first time ever Woo-hoo. into our main topic. So um. Speaking of piles, you Disney Infinity owners are kind of fucked with that pile of toys you've collected over the last couple of years, because Disney Infinity is shutting down, and while that by itself is only kind of a little check mark making it newsworthy, it, it sucks. 300 people lost their jobs, Avalanche Studios is closing, Disney's kind of pulling themselves completely out of the publishing market. The only that's making our main topic this week under the umbrella of the toys to life game stuff and this is a topic i don't think me or jeff especially care about but it's one i've at least watched with a fair amount of weird interest because for the life of me i couldn't figure out how the hell they were pulling it off like it's this was obviously stealing money from people and people were totally okay with it mm-hmm. and it's it, it's I would almost say probably of the Toys to Life games I've played, it was either the Lego one because you got goddamn Legos out of the toys or Infinity that were in the weird because the toy design for the actual physical figures was nice. And we're talking about this, we're talking about Amiibos as well. Anything that you have to put on a shelf that maybe doesn't have a lot of function aside from being a thing, you tap on a gamepad or a sensor of some kind to interact with a video game. Like, it's... It's a, it, it's a weird one, because I've never thought about this topic that much, but I've always wondered what the herald of this era of Toys to Life games' death might be, and I kind of wonder if this might be it, because one of your three major players is bowing out when they were pretty close to the lead, which is a strange spot. So this is obviously a topic I brought up because it's topical. Do you have any experience with this stuff at all, Jeff? I mean... I had to save Christmas one year because my little cousin wanted some very specific Skylander thing, and I'm the only one in my family, apparently, who knows where toys and video games are sold. Where are <laughs> so, they sold? Uh, honestly, that answer is getting like harder and harder every year. There's things like KB Toys go out of business. It's been out of business for almost like a decade, man. Oh, I, yeah, that specific one has, but like, I was sort of Toys R Us, like, the just selling toys industry is getting pretty scarce. Yeah. 
no, that's that's fair. But so you have run into the weirdness that is Skylanders, where it's like, wait, 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 I have yeah. to collect all these fuckers. One of the guys who I play League of Legends with um, has a ten-year-old or eight-year-old son, and every now and then you can hear them playing Skylanders in the background when we're in Skype. Um, they really love that game. No, they do. Um, the demographic that like enjoys these Toys of Life games adores them. Which I kind of put on the kudos to the game companies because, like, we were talking about Nintendo not too long ago, and I almost viewed Nintendo as, like, how do you appeal to, like, a 12-year-old, and these guys have kind of captured the how do you appeal to an 8-year-old. Yeah, no, Um, I own a couple Amiibos. I own, like, literally only a couple Amiibos. I like the Bowser one because at one point they're like, oh, these will be super important to Smash Brothers. The Amiibos are kind of a failure, but I only bring them up because... The way they got them to appeal to me was they were cool-looking statues. I say you like them as, like, a statue. Yeah, I, I, I like my more. Bowser statue. It's a nice-looking Bowser. It's one of the best statues of Bowser I've ever seen. I wish... Mm-hmm. Like, and as a result, though, I don't like the rest of the Amiibos because they're not as good a statue as the Bowser one is. Yep. Yeah. And the Sky... The Skylar ones have always been strange because they have a, like, literal release season of... Here are the Skylanders. Next season, we are going to put out a whole new batch of these fuckers, which makes sense. You have to keep the supply and demand up, but you'd think at some point the where the hell do I put all of these damn things would become a problem, right? Uh, I mean, you're assuming that the person's putting them on a shelf and displaying them nicely like you are, as opposed to having the eight-year-old hands it to his four-year-old sister who puts it in her mouth and then they go back in a box. I guess, <laughs> but like, still, that's a box you have to keep. Of all of them. And Skylanders, the whole thing is you have to swap between Skylanders. Like, there's more yep. interaction with that model than there is with my Amiibos. The Amiibos are like, yeah, I did that thing once. I don't care anymore. Skylanders and the Disney Infinity ones, it's like swapping them out, putting them on, swapping them out again. The Skylanders ones have, like, capture systems where you have to have, like, glowing crystals that don't look like anything except crystals. It's confusing to me, I guess. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of stuff, yeah. so... They've, they've definitely built a lot of a model into that. Yeah. Um, like, I, I don't even know how the games actually work. I've never... Like, I've seen them at stores, but, like, that's the extent of, like, hey, that thing's there. Uh, Where's ch- Zelda? They're like, <laughs> ch- how do I explain? The um, Skylander ones are kind of like Jack and Daxter or Ratchet and Clank games. They're pretty simple. They're more simplified. I would, I would describe none of these games as especially challenging, but they're fun. They're like a step or two up from the Lego franchise games where they're like, yeah, you really can't die all that easily. Like, maybe you can die, but it's kind of takes some effort. They're very kid-friendly. They're comical. Mm-hmm. The Skylander ones were actually kind of interesting because they did stuff where it's like, no, no, this expansion is all about gun combat. This year we're doing underwater crap. So all the stuff is scuba-based. or something. I'm, I'm, I'm making up examples of obviously what they did, but, like, one year was flyers, and you had to buy flyers to upgrade. Like you could buy, like, a jetpack to upgrade your old characters. You'd, like, scan the character and scan the jetpack then so they could be in that expansion, which was a cool way to move toys, but at the same time, as someone who owns no... or Not owns, but has no kids, I eventually would have been like, this is ridiculous. <laughs> like, no more Skylanders. You already own all the Skylanders. Mm-hmm. No, especially because you would just snap off the RFID chip for the base. Like, a bag of that with the name on the RFID chip does as much as having the actual toy at that point. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, it's kind of a moment of how long till someone figures out how to fuck with that. I mean, like, if you really want to, I believe there's ways to actually, like, take Nintendo games and then just, or uh, for, like, the Nintendo DS and stuff. Yeah. There's ways to take, like, those 64-bit camera cards and then, like, write to them. Or, they're not specifically camera cards. You have to get the, like, Nintendo-specific ones. Oh, no, no. They sell blanks of them, and people can write over them, and then you can pirate games for your DS, like... How long till someone just gets like a uh, RF code spitter? No, just so like puts I, their cell phone on top of the thing and just farts out every single RF code. I, they need. I cannot confirm or deny whether or not I was capable of successfully cloning a um, amiibo RFID code. Okay, I I definitely tried it, and I'm not going to say if it worked or not. <laughs> but you can clone it. The RFID scanner. Someone on the internet somewhere has made this technology available and successfully. Yes, and is the point. I, I kind of wanted to go through the process of running my phone underneath a bunch of Skylanders at a toy store and being like, "Now I have them all." <laughs> nah, so it's You'd probably do that. Yeah, no, nah, so I, I, Disney's the big one because Disney is Disney compared to all of the other guys in the. Toys to Life fight, maybe with the exception of Lego, because they're also well, they're fucking Lego at that point. Disney yep. has almost infinite money if you think about it, and if they're pulling the, they they don't need to be in this space if you stop and think about it at all. They own childhood in a weird way, and the fact yep. that they're choosing to cut their losses on this one, I I can't help but read into that where it's like you're selling these toys, you're selling these. Very kind of nice stylized, uh, not action figures, kind of model statues that, again, I'm not a fan of all of the Disney Infinity character models, but there's a couple, like the ones for Pirates of the Caribbean, I think look cool. It's a nice, clean, plasticky, vinyl-y styled design that works well across the board with all their stuff, which is kind of cool. Mm-hmm. The fact they're pulling out, though, it's... These things have got to be almost non-existently expensive to make on their end in the grand scheme of things. And they've got to make them hand over foot because they're Disney characters. People buy Disney stuff. So the fact they're stepping away from I'm looking from at it now. They also have the rights to uh, Marvel oh, stuff yeah, no, in here, too. Oh, yeah, no, Marvel, Marvel and um, Star, Star Wars. Wars. Yeah. The last yeah. expansion, the last edition of Disney Infinity. Disney Infinity 3 was based solely around Star Wars stuff. Disney Infinity 2 was based around Marvel stuff. Like they've, they they put the time in to get the money out of these. They're good. And mm-hmm. the game itself, I'd not call it amazing Charlie's Game of the Year level good, but... Yeah, that's reserved for Adventure Capitalist. <laughs> never letting that one go. Nope. <laughs> it didn't win Game I of just, the Year. I just, though. I just. It did not. I never said it deserved to be Game of the Year. I said it was better than some of the games on our list of Game of the Year, and it shouldn't be. <laughs> I'm only joking around. I know. I, I know. I, I'm not trying to actually take a jab at no, you. No, I know. I know. <laughs> no, it's they're solid games. They're good, family-friendly platforming games for the most part. Hell, the um, Star Wars one, they got the guys from um, Ninja Theory Team Ninja, the guys behind like Dead or Alive or something like that, to do the combat system for it. So it's got like air juggles and Devil May Cry moves yeah. and shit like that for the lightsaber stuff, which is crazy to think about yeah. them working on a kids' game. Yeah. <laughs> I just had, like, this brief, like, glimpse in my head of, like, imagine for just a brief second if either Platinum or Shamrock ever got involved with one yeah. of these things. 
Oh. That would have one damn good fighting system. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Jesus. No, so I, at one point, I guess my idea for the future of these Toys to Life games was like League of Legends or fighting games where, like, instead of releasing a new game every day, they released, like, an, a major update. They're like, oh, yeah, you can now go out and buy these characters for the game. And I'm not going to lie. League of Legends, I bought some characters. I'd have been far more likely to bought a character if it came with a badass statue, though. Yep. Like, having a physical thing to go along with my $5 purchase, in my mind, I'm like, yeah, <laughs> fuck yeah, $5 for a cool little statue thing. <laughs> Disney Infinity is available through Steam. That yep. makes me fun. That makes me laugh a little Don't bit. Don't know how that works, but yep. Yeah, it's an RFID scanner. You gotta plug it in somewhere. I guess they probably yeah. have a USB enabled one. I mean, Steam will sell you Guitar Smith with no cable, <laughs> quite happily. Well, so in some cases that will just take a USB into it, but yeah, I think for both my contacts, I, USB. I had the funny story with that of like. Now I'll admit I did look up ways to try and get that to work without buying the proprietary yeah. cable. That said, I broke down and bought their proprietary fucking cable. <laughs> but they. Uh, they, I went to, like, all these forums that are, like, it'll be, like, top comment, like, or, sorry, not top comment, but um, the first one will be, like, hey, is there a way to circumvent this? And then all the comments are, like, you know, $30 isn't a lot to pay for a cable. I'm, like, is this thing inhabited only by, was it, Ubisoft employees? The fuck? <laughs> there were so many people, like, trying to defend a $30 cable. It's, like, I have $30 cables. They're lined with gold. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. No, but you're touching on the idea that, like, it's people will spend money, and in the grand scheme of things, 30 bucks isn't that much money. Yeah, but I don't want to spend that on a fucking cable. You've done that already. Six foot. You've done that already, and you know it. <laughs> it did not improve my audio quality no, single handedly. No, it didn't. <laughs> the other but ones didn't either. What? The other ones didn't either. Oh, well, they actually did. Not enough to write home about, but they did do it. Yeah. Uh, no, but so this idea that the peripherals have existed for a long time, and I guess I always thought of the Toys to Life stuff as peripherals, but weirdly, when Disney entered the market for it, it kind of gave some unexpected legitimacy to it in my mind. It's like, yeah, this is a thing that might be a real thing if Disney's getting involved. And the fact they're the first to pull out just... Makes my head tilt to the side some and wonder a tad on this topic. Mm -hmm. What would they have to make for you to buy into the Toys to Life thing? Like the RFID-enabled game thing? I mean, straight up, there's literally nothing that they could provide for me that would actually, like... Basically, all I'm imagining is they'd have to basically team up with Square Enix, make basically a Kingdom Hearts engine game in the Disney universe. Because I've played... Or you, you basically would have to somehow be a prerequisite to playing other games within the Disney-based video game universe that I've played before that I don't hate. Sure. Like, the only two good Disney-based games I like are the Kingdom Hearts series, which I'm obviously a huge fan of, and Disney made a skateboarding game way back in the day that was straight up made by fucking Neversoft, or Nervesoft, however you want to pronounce their name. Neversoft. So it was just straight up Tony Hawk. Like, it was the exact same engine, it was just reskinned, and 
you know, you can do some wonkier bullshit when your characters are Buzz Lightyear and you can have fucking rockets on the skateboard. Yeah, no, I guess, like, you're touching on the angle of my issue with them was always they were locked into one game, which is why I like the Lego ones, where it's like, oh no, I own Legos now! No, what will I do with these Legos? They had a function beyond just the one game you might always want to play. Like, if you could... If you had Tony Hawk, it's like, oh, if you have the Amiibo for so you can drop them into Tony Hawk. That'd be cool in my book. But yeah, it's... I'm kind of with you on that one. It has to be in, like, making accessible games that I'm already into. It can't just, like... The standalone, I'm not that interested in a game that I'm using swapping. I'm not interested in swiping out mechanical things as the gameplay. Yeah. A fighting game inter... An inter-Disney fighting game could be cool, yeah. but the peripheral doesn't sell me on that idea. Yeah, I'd rather just get Mortal Kombat versus the Disney universe. No, and the Amiibos from Nintendo kind of do that across the board. They're in a variety of games angle, which I just think they've done shittily, which is a whole separate topic yeah. at that point. Like, it's the Amiibo stuff always seems cheaper. Its implementation is just kind of bad unfortunately mm-hmm. no but so I, I i guess like the one i did some more research on this one because i was kind of amazed by disney's pulling out and i realized some weird stuff like um i knew this but didn't really register what it meant until i was going through all this stuff ea actually owns outside of disney the rights to all star wars video games really they've done some weird selling off of stuff like that like they've licensed out star wars exclusively to EA. Only EA Explains can make Battlefront. Star- yeah, no, exactly. And it's, <laughs> I'm kind of wondering if someone at Disney finally realized video game development and publishing is a giant cesspool money pit, and they're just going to start farming everything out to people that are already doing it, that already have the business models and production houses in place. And if that's the case, if that could lead to some pretty cool stuff potentially. Because they've had yeah. luck with the Square Enixes with Kingdom Hearts and Battlefront, despite our issues with it, did pretty well. Never soft. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no. A lot of the, um, I mean, the games that I've listed are all another company's, like, fighting system with Disney splashed into it. Yeah, essentially a skin at that point, if you really think about it. Yeah. Like, the Kingdom Hearts series, like, I'm going to eventually get Final Fantasy fifteen. I'm. What I'm interested in is the Kingdom Hearts fighting engine. Yes, Kingdom Hearts happened to additionally be a fun storyline that I liked, but if you remove Donald and Goofy and replace them with two equally usable... and It still works, yeah. Disney didn't sell that game, at least not for me, Square Enix did. Yeah, no, so that's that's actually the appeal of all of these games, where it's like, nah, the game itself is solid, you just have to have the toy to go along with it. Like, the craziest one is the is the um, Lego one where it's IPs crossing IPs and like basically mm-hmm. if, it's, if it was a, if it was an IP Lego had access to it could show up in the games so you had like Batman and Wizard Times and some of they wanted to put like Midway Arcade where Midway Land was just fucking arcade games as far as the eye could see that you were playing inside of a video game so I had there was some real potential, I'm with you, where like the games I liked were not necessarily games that were like, oh, it's a Disney game. No, it's a game that features Disney characters of some kind. Like, Yeah. Like, the Disney skateboarding game, I would consider one of like, the lost good um, 
weird crossover. It's probably one of the good. No, it would be like a last good lost Tony Hawk game. Not sure. Especially because those games had a very distinct decline as they added a lot of features that didn't supplement the game and the story mode wasn't exceptional. And this game is one of the old style, like, dump you in a level and stuff happens. Yeah. Style, like, um, it's the, it's not a big overworld type Tony Hawk game. It's like, pick a level, you go there. You don't walk between the areas or anything like that. Yeah. Um, so it was kind of like, you know, there are Tony Hawk games, it's better than. Um, and in some ways... One of the neat things about bringing in an IP like Disney is there's a lot of really good games out there that are kind of really hardly rooted in realism. And when you start bringing in video game, like, when you start bringing in Disney characters, you can break that wall. So the example going back to the skateboarding thing is, like, if you have Buzz Lightyear on a skateboard, you can make the thing have rockets. You can't do that in a Tony Hawk game. You could totally you do can that in a Tony of, Hawk game. Well, you can, but, like... The Tony Hawk example, if you make that, like, imagine if ever they made, like, a fucking first-person shooter out of it, like, you wouldn't have just, like, straight, like, guns and stuff. You'd also have some characters have lasers. Some characters have, like, fucking, I don't know, like, Woody has, like, a fucking whip or something. They kind of did that, I Um, think, actually. They could have, but, like, it expands the, like, number of things you can act within the same game type, if that makes any sense. I get what you're coming from. I, so I guess, like, do we... Th- I think it. I think so, but do you think the fact that Disney, a major power player in the world of entertainment, pulling out of the games to life space is an omen for the rest of it? I don't know if it's an omen for the rest of it, because I think that Skylanders is doing too well, and I see a lot of future for them. Sure. Um... I do... Honestly, I think Disney's making the wrong play. I think that there's too much future in this, and they're bypassing it. Yeah. Um... Oh, just stop kicking my desk. Yeah. Um... <laughs> the, it's weird, because I do find it strange that they're pulling out. That said, they know more than I do. Yeah, no, I, I, I wish they'd given more of a reason as to why they were doing it. And, like, on top of that, they're not just pulling out... They shut down the 300-person studio that's behind that game. Like that's that's a pretty serious, like, nah, push it off the cliff moment. Yeah, I don't know. It's weird. Yeah, it's it feels it. It definitely feels like some. It feels like something bad happened. Hmm. Because you hadn't heard anything about how it's like. No, there's not. I, I assume there's going to be a Disney Infinity Four. I was kind of surprised I actually hadn't heard anything about it yet, but at the same time, the Star Wars one only came out, like, right before the movie did, so... Like, that's, like, that's not even a year yet, who cares? Like, that's less time than video games take normally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's... Definitely seems sudden. A little bit weird. Maybe if more, if more happens, we'll probably bring it up at some other point. But, Short topic this week, not a lot of meat on yeah. this one, but... We should make Short topic. A lot this. of talking about our weeks this week. I know. It's, I knew it was going to so. happen because I put Uncharted. Like, it was the, how do we pick a small topic we can dive into, but still have a relatively normal length of the podcast? <laughs> With that, we can probably start closing it yeah, up. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Uh, so, any final thoughts? I had one earlier, and then I forgot it, so it probably wasn't all that good. Yes, uh-huh. I have to think about my final yeah. thoughts ahead of time, because... Yeah. 
They're hard. I guess I'll go with things like Jack Pacific and stuff that have found the niche of if I can sell them a video game and a toy simultaneously, I can make sure that my garbage ass cheaply produced toy will find its way into 10 year olds hands somehow so i think that there's definitely going to be a continuation of how can we mix toys and video games and take parents who don't know anything about consoles though that demographic's shrinking um and get them to give these garbage ass toys to their kids yeah yeah i guess i'll go the opposite direction if you're gonna do a um toys to life game Maybe make the toys not shit, or make the toys of a nice statue-esque value, so I don't feel ashamed <laughs> having them on my shelf. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Make them actually cool and make me want to... Make, make me want to buy the toy regardless of not whether I'll play the game or not. That's that's my message, I guess. Like, Make a cool toy that happens to be a Toys to Life game, not a okay toy that serves a greater function. Mm-hmm. So I guess that uh, I got some. Have a good. I got some channel stuff right, well, before we close out completely. Um, yep, as you may it. have noticed, Metal Geared is back. I sorry about the gap. Um, Jim had some crazy work stuff going on, and since he is a doctor, doctor stuff takes precedent <laughs> over video game stuff. Thank you for bearing with us. I'm uh, sorry about the weird update schedule lately as well. That's been on me. I've had some weird stuff going on with my internet and stuff happening on the recording end. But as you may have also noticed, we've started up a new... That eh, price hasn't gone up yet. Look forward to something new, an ongoing series probably starting the day after this podcast goes up, would be my guess, or Thursday? It's Tuesday or Thursday. Mm-hmm. Probably put up Tuesday. Um, let me know what you think. It's definitely a out-of-left-field one for us. So, yeah, uh, watch the channel. Stuff's back to normal. Should be back to guaranteed five days a week, normal update times and stuff like that. I got my internet fixed and all that funness. <laughs> but yeah, it's channel nice. stuff. Like, subscribe, tell your friends, etc., etc. <laughs> awesome. Sorry about the word channel stuff lately. It's on me, but I can only do so much. <laughs> You're only human. Only human. HR had to talk to me. <laughs> but yeah. So. Have a good week, everyone.